podcast. Today's guest is known to many of us as Mum on a Run. She's mum to Kyla, Sinan, Ava and baby Oshin in heaven. It's Aoife Birmingham. Welcome Aoife. Hello Pam and thank you so much for having me today. You're very welcome. Very exciting. And it's a beautiful day. The sun is shining. Oh, stunning. <laughs> stunning. And you were out at the beach this morning at 5am. Mm-hmm. I was. The alarm went off at 4.50 and I was on the beach for 5.02 to be and exact. Sunrise favorite. was at 5.01. <laughs> I, at the moment, like I live for your stories for the sunrises and the <sighs> beach and just the openness from it. Uh, you must absolutely love it. Oh, look, it's addictive. That's why I'm doing it because I sometimes, I don't do it every morning and it's really hard this time of year now because, you know, it's at five o'clock in the morning. It's, you know, June. It's actually going to be coming up to, from tomorrow onwards, it'll be at 4.59. Um, so it'll be like, you know, getting earlier and earlier. But it's great. It's just such a lovely way to have a bit of me time in this crazy times that we're living in and just to kind of take stock of what's going on and just have a bit of peace and quiet and just watch a new day start. I just absolutely love it like so much it's just such a positive way to start your day so that's kind of i suppose where you find your balance at the start of the day and a little bit of your own self-care absolutely because i you know your day like i have three kids four and under and there's just so much demands on your day when you're at home with the kids non-stop and it is you just don't know how your day is going to pan out. It could be a really stressful day. It could be a really easy day. You just don't know what kind of tantrums or what kind of arguments or what's going to go on for the day. So I just know by taking that little bit of time for myself every day, I know that I'm going to be getting, you know, half an hour to an hour by myself on the beach, just watching the sunrise, watching the day start, having my coffee, going in for a swim. And I can take on whatever challenges the day is going to throw at me because I've just had that time to process the day ahead if you know what I mean <laughs> yeah you've had a, yeah you've had your your brain and your mind is going to a clear hour for that you've yes. been reset and my days I've and even my husband has noticed the days that I don't go to the beach and do that are like my my temperament can flare up throughout the day let's say as in like I could be a bit more on edge yeah you know because I haven't had that time to myself to start the day and it's something that um, I think we can feel really guilty about, you know, taking that time out. Which yeah. We really shouldn't because when you're at home with kids or, you know, day to day with kids, it's so demanding and you are being pulled left to right all the time. Um, like I know with Alice right now, it was dad, 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 dad up until mm. like I can literally tell you on Thursday, like it, it turned on Thursday. It became mom, 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 mom. Oh, yes. And yeah. It's. You're, you're actually sitting in front of her and she just she's like mom 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 I'm like I'm I'm right here I like, know it's like I'm right here I don't know why you keep saying my name um, and I oh it's relentless it, at times but, absolutely um, I totally get you but, like even my husband like Bobby said to me uh you know because he was at home for a few weeks obviously he's in construction so he went back to work a couple of weeks ago when we both did but he said to me you know about two weeks been into being at home because he was home for six weeks he said Aoife are you like the Pied Piper or something? Because every time you walk into the room, the kids just swarm to you, follow you around and just like are relentless going, mom, mom, I want this, I want this, I want that. Mom, do this, mom, do that. And he's like, when I'm here, they just don't do that, you know? Yeah. The second you walk in the room, it's like 
everything's upended. I was like, well, it's not my fault. Like, but I'm just, maybe it's because I'm their primary caregiver and I'm here for them at all those times. And they just know how to push my buttons as in they know I will, because I am with them a long time. I'll just give in. Whereas Bobby's not with them all the time. Yeah. He's not going, he's going to be a little bit more stricter. Do you know? Yeah. A little bit more strict. Um, and say no. So they kind of know how to push my buttons a little bit, <laughs> you know. But I was the same with my own mother. And I, you know, I treated my mother different to the way I treat my father. I would never have, you know, been like, dad, 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 as in, you know, asking for things. Yeah. So I don't know. You, history told, you do myself. know, you know which one to, to <laughs> oh, yeah. for yeah. certain things. Um, and in, the, in May, actually, you celebrated your 40th birthday. So no, sorry, it was last July. Last July. July. I, no, it was last July. Yes. But I was, I was, I put off a lot of the celebrations until this year because I was pregnant last summer sorry I should have told you that maybe people did think I was 40 so I I was 40 last year and I was like 30 something weeks pregnant and didn't get to have any celebrations so we put everything off until this year so I was going to have my big party in July and we were going to myself and Bobby were going to Dubai in May for my 40th like May just gone yeah and then myself and my my girlfriends have been saving for five years to go on a big trip to Ibiza in a few weeks' time. So all these things that I said last year oh my God, were gosh. all put off. And I was like, oh, look, it'll be fine because I get to do everything in May, June, July next year. And I'll just go all out and I'll be able to do all my fun things then. And then lockdown happened and <laughs> got in the way. Coronavirus got in the way. But I said, no, I'll be 41 this July. I said, you know what? I'll be 42 by the time I actually get to properly celebrate my 40th birthday. Because <laughs> all the plans we've had have been put off again for another year. Like, oh, so. my God. Yeah. 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 But apart so of... technically, I should just say I'm not 40. I'm 38. <laughs> and I'll be 39 this year and 40 next year. <laughs> so I think in around those big birthdays you do kind of evaluate um even consciously or subconsciously um yourself and where things are in in your life and you found that you felt like you were kind of losing yourself yeah well very much so in lockdown like you know not being able to go out and do things and being very much restricted to the house and with the kids and with your husband at home and all that I just even though I was going down to the beach and getting my hour to myself and it was absolutely amazing it made me feel realize when I was taking that time out for me it made me realize that like this is Aoife like I'm not just mom anymore and I'm not just wife you know, because that's what I've been for the last five years. I've been pregnant, breastfeeding, growing another baby, pregnant, breastfeeding. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. been this constant cycle because I've had five pregnancies in five years. Um, so I just felt by taking that time out on the beach in the mornings, I was like, this is who I really am. Like, this is me as a person. And people look at me maybe, you know, with having the blog, mom on the run and all that. I was like, do people just see me as being a mom? Do they not see me as being anything else? Do they see me as an individual who is just a real fun-loving girl who loves to hang out on the beach, loves to travel, takes life kind of, you know, one day at a time? It's like, that's who I am, you know? And I want to be that person again. I want to have that individuality that is part of my personality um, back in my life again, you know? And I just felt through the lockdown and having all those constant pressures of being not able to escape that I just needed to really just evaluate who Aoife is again and and you know embrace her yeah. <laughs> so to speak um, and bring her back out to life again and that's 
that's you know that's kind of where it all just came from a little bit you know and getting me back and I think a lot of moms go through that oh completely at a certain point of coming out of a bubble of you know a new baby because you know Ava's eight months old now and I was just coming out of that finishing the breastfeeding and she's just she doesn't need me as much as she did when she was like you know up to six seven months old yeah. Um, she's trying to find her own little way now so I was like she's finding her way mommy needs to find her own little way and I think a lot of mothers definitely um have that identity not identity crisis but they want a little bit of the old them back you mm-hmm. know yeah. So yeah, that's kind of what I went through the last few weeks, and I, it did cause me a little bit of anxiety, and I did speak about it on my blog very openly, because you can, as I said, I can often come out of these anxious moments and be like, God, you know, I wasn't on for the last two weeks because I was just really going through a tough time with anxiety, but I'm out the other end now, and I said, you know what, I'm actually just going to go on and say I'm going through this right now. Right now, I'm not feeling great. I'm anxious. I've got this going on and that going on, and this they're bringing things to the surface and I'm very good at dealing with it myself and I know the tools to use to get out of that but you have to live in it to get out of it if you know what I mean and I said you know what I'm just going to go on and just throw it out there and I had so many so many like I I still cannot get through all the messages it's just impossible to get through them all from loads of people feeling the exact same and I got really well praised for being so open about that current moment of going through the anxiety you know yeah and I suppose as well I mean I definitely find at work and doing the podcast that that's a little bit of me yeah that gives me what I was before I had Alice and before I was pregnant and it kind of grounds me back to you know like just Pamela not mum or or like you said wife or any of those other roles that we do the other tags yeah um and that yeah that gives me my my out you know and then like come home I'm I can go back into mom mode but yes I'd often see even um I was reading recently you know like as a mom you know our style even can change because you know it's your you know if you're breastfeeding you have to keep that in mind you're generally in yeah. you know in flats because you're chasing a child you're you know if you were someone who liked the heels so every part of you like all of a sudden you can look in the mirror and go god i don't know who this person yeah. is it doesn't look like yeah. me doesn't yeah. feel like me the 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 my day-to-day isn't really necessarily where i need it to be or want it to be um so it's kind of like what like it's i suppose it's a, it's a kind of thing that we all go through different times and at different levels of of fine of kind of maybe taking a step and kind of going right and you're still growing as a human being as well you know what I mean you're like you don't just stop when you get to a certain age at 20 30 40 you don't just stop learning about life and life lessons you're continuing your journey of life lessons I find anyway and you know your life lesson is getting that new role as a mom or a career role or whatever um you know and you're saying your style can change and all that kind of stuff like you're still growing as a human being but you've got this huge responsibility of other human beings that need you too you know and that is so time consuming as in and I'm not saying time consuming in a bad way as in like it just takes over your whole um thought process yeah you know like it just it it doesn't stop (laughs) (laughs) even when you're sleeping it just doesn't stop (laughs) and every every decision you make is is pretty much 
you know, is kind of going, well, you think about the effect that that will have on that day or that week, whether it's like, you know, doing something or buying something or even holidays, you know, everything oh, yeah. is, everything is everything based is. around and the we children. We have it any other way. Like that's the choices we make. But yeah, but we're not, you, you know, you've still, had 20, 30 years of, you know, your life not yeah. having to make a decision based on other people and their well-being. You've just done it for yourself. Totally, yeah. you know so it is it's it, it is when you come out of that little baby bubble and that you know as i said trying to find out who you are and you know as you say every decision you make has to be based around even going to the shops oh you know i need to go to the shop to get milk oh god i'll have to bring, like, do I bring the baby with me or can i get somebody to mind the baby or you know what i mean like yeah. and you I, sp- I would say you're very you're very good but i suppose you've done it out of necessity of um choosing your path in life and kind of going do you know what this isn't working for me I need to take a step back or I need to change so you yeah. changed careers after having um Senan. yes I did I did I just well um so I had lost Oshin um in October 2016 he was due February 2017 so I lost him at 23 weeks to stillbirth um, and anybody that's been following my blog for a while will know that that whole background. Um, so I got pregnant quite quickly with Senan and I was in that baby bubble of just trying to grow him and really nurture that pregnancy because I had lost Oshin and, you know, that whole keeping the pregnancy and keeping the baby alive was just so much in my thought process Mm -hmm. while looking after my own mental health too like I was going for counseling and I was doing yoga and I was keeping myself really busy and active um and through that pregnancy with Senan and then Senan was born and you know I took a a full year out with him and I went back to work it would have been like around Senan's first birthday and Oshin's second birthday and I just remember walking into work and I was prepared because I'd gone back after maternity leave before, like, you know, yeah. with my other daughter, Kyla. So I knew what to expect to go back, but I was not prepared for the realization of coming out of that bubble and going back out into the world. Do you know, as in like the exposure, I felt so vulnerable and so exposed sitting in an open plan office with 60 people. And a lot of my friends had moved on in jobs or were on maternity leave. And there was just a whole new set of people. And, you know, even just like people could ask you a question, like, you know, because they knew I'd just come back from maternity. But how many kids do you have? And this is what triggered me one day in the lift going to work. One girl said, um, oh, how many kids do you have? And I said, two. And I just remember like as soon as I said it, like panicking and like as soon as the lift doors opened, just kind of legged it. I was like, well, I don't. I have three kids. Like I gave birth to Ushin and I just totally, that girl now doesn't know. You know, I started panicking. I didn't acknowledge Ushin's birth. And you know what I mean? I just, things like that being exposed, like in the office. And, you know, I, I was suffering with panic attacks and all that kind of stuff. There was just so much mental anguish going on. I hadn't dealt with Ushin's loss properly. And that's what I realized. And I just had a meltdown one day and I rang my mom and I was like, I cannot go back to that office. I just can't go back. Like I was on my lunch break and she said, Aoife, you need to go to the GP right now. You need to come home, go to the GP and sit down with her and talk about it because you do everything. Like I'm going for counseling. I was doing my counseling. I was doing all those things that you're supposed to do, but I still needed something else. And I think it was just self-realization. My doctor signed me off 
um, I, I, was, I was diagnosed with PTSD pretty much like, you know, on that visit with her when I sat down and had a proper chat with her. She goes, it, it really sounds like you've got post-traumatic stress disorder, like, you know. And um, those first few weeks, I just stayed at home and I said to Bobby, I just, like, what are we going to do? I cannot go back. It's just so hard going into the city every day in a job that I'm just not happy in anymore. I'm in a career that I'm not happy. It's not giving me any joy in life at all. It's paying the bills. I've got a pension. And it's giving that part of me, my that security that I like, mm-hmm. you know, insurance, health insurance. I had all that package. I had it all package-wise, you know. But I wasn't happy. And I just was so stressed out with leaving my kids, you know. I just would panic that something, even though they were in great care, I would just panic that I would get a phone. Every time the phone would ring, like, you know, when I'm back to work those first few weeks, I was like, something's wrong with the kids, you know. I just kept thinking that. Mm-hmm. And I just said, I can't do it anymore. I just can't do it. And I said, we're not going to do it. And, you know, as I said, like Bobby has wanted me to work for the family business. He is a construction company. He he is needs to be on the ground, like, you know, out on site. He can't be stuck in the office. It's of no benefit to him being stuck in the office doing the paperwork and payroll and all this kind of stuff because he's just not, he's a tradesman. You know, it's not his calling in life. And I, that's where I came in because I am good at that stuff. I'm good. I've ran offices. I've been an office manager. I've, been in admin and financial services for so many years so I had the tools and the skills to be able to transfer them into our life our home life our work life our business and that's the plan we made we just said do you know what let's just do it because if you think about it too much sometimes and if you think about it logically do you want to be in a job that you're not happy in that's causing you a lot of stress and pressure you know, just yeah. because it has a pension and, you know, health insurance and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, when you sit down and write down the pros and cons, I'm a real list writer and a real forward planner. And I wrote it all the pros and cons down and the pros of leaving outweighed the cons. And the decision was made. And I said, I didn't think about it too much. I just did it. And I was pregnant. I was in. I was I was pregnant on Ava. And I handed in my notice. And the amount of people that said to me, Aoife, you're mad. Would you not just stay there and get a maternity leave out of them? And I was like, no, no it is not worth it. Yeah. It is absolutely no way worth my mental health, me staying in that job and being so stressed out, going in and out of the city all the time. And it's just not worth it. So I um, I would have had to go back in, in my contract. I would have had to go on my maternity leave mm-hmm. and then come back for a full year until I could leave. And I was like, that's me giving them two more years of my life. Yeah. I said, I need to take control of my life for me, not, you know, for all this other stuff. So, yeah, I work, work for the family business now. We have an office in the house. Um, it is quite hard working from home at the moment, as everybody knows. Um, and I also take students, which gives me a lot of extra income. Um, and at the moment, obviously, I have no students. And yeah, so that's what I was doing to supplement my income was getting students. And it just made life a lot easier um, knowing that I can be at home and I can work from home and I can do these other things to bring in income. There's so many ways. So if, you know, I always say to people, who are going through what I've done. And I've had a few people, like a couple of people message me on um, Instagram, you know, private message me and say, you made me realize that I can do this. And a couple of people have done it and they've gotten jobs closer to their home. Say they were traveling for an hour and now they're only traveling for 10 minutes. And, you know, I say, I always say like your travel time to work is, if you have a long travel time, a long commute, it just eats into your family time, Massively. you know, yeah. hugely like, 
you know, if, you, if you're traveling every day for an hour in the morning and an hour in the evening and you're in work for seven and a half hours, you know, you're 10 hours almost gone from the house. If you can get a job closer to home that's 10 minutes away, it's going to make huge improvements, just even saving an hour on your day like that. And you it's know? even, it's, you know, when you're talking there about making the list and, you know, you, you can weigh up financial, but you, you can put like a value on your general wellness absolutely and you just that's can't something you have to almost you know you have to think i to had yourself, to take that yeah step away i had to just forget about and it's easy to say like i know a lot of people have high mortgages especially in dublin and all that or high rents and people are trying to save for a home and you know like it's easy for me to say i was 36 i'm sorry i was 36 when i first moved into my first home and i was you know 36 when i became a mother as well and um i didn't have you know, the high rent and the high mortgage or anything like that at the time. So people have different circumstances and different, you know, needs and wants. So I think it's just you as an individual need to sit down and and think how you can do it. And that's the best way to do it. Sit down with your partner or sit down with yourself and write a list and write down the pros and the cons, what you can do, what's your skill set, what will suit your lifestyle, how can I make extra income? And you will always find a solution. It took me a few years to do that. My husband was saying for years, come work with me. And I was like, no, no, no. And it was all to do with the financial side of things. Yeah. And then I think just after having that loss and that trauma of losing a child, it just made me realize I can do things a different way if I just sit down and do it. And I finally did it. But it took a few years to get there. Yeah, and that's you know? the thing. It, it's, it's not something you can probably you know decide overnight like it's a it's a it's it's a family decision and again it is yeah and I know I said I didn't think you know when I made the decision I didn't think too much about it but I had been over years thinking too much about it it was kind of subconsciously running in the back yes yeah yeah something I can do yeah um and absolutely like absolutely like it's you can't you know you even if you know mental health aside if you're on demand that much like your your mental health will become affected to some point you know so that it trying to find a balance and i suppose a lot of working parents um with kids and crash fees and everything like it's such a fine balance of it really and i think is. this time in the middle of a pandemic it, it's giving people time to kind of slow down evaluate and go right what what is working for us and what isn't working for us right now yes um and so you know for like for us for, for me personally you know i made the move from dublin to Kerry before we got married um i knew that wasn't something that i wanted to do long term um but like that had to leave you know a job i loved and a in an, an office environment that i loved um you know, and I was worried. I was like, will I find that again? Will I be happy with my career again? Because my career was important to me. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. That is a little bit of who I am. And uh, and I never looked back. I, I was, it was the best thing I, like obviously coming home to Kerry, Kerry's my home. Um, but it was the best thing I ever did. And I, w- I would never, um, you know, I, I it was a risk. Um, yeah. You know, we took a financial hit because of it. But yes. Yeah, my happiness and the wellness of our family completely outweighs anything. You know, any financial kind of gain. It's because you can't buy that. You can't buy happiness. No, you, you can't just can't. You just can't. It. Yeah, and that's one thing I've learned. You know, over the last few years, is that money 
look, it helps pay the bills and the rent and all that. But the materialistic things and the money and all that, like it really doesn't, you know, you, you can just be outdoors. And I'm hoping a lot of people realize this now, you know, that you can just be outdoors for free, yeah. <laughs> you know, and enjoy. You'll find, Like we've just found loads of different areas around our area that we can like explore. Obviously, you know, we live by the beach, so it's just a different world. And it's amazing, you know, to have that on your doorstep. Not everybody does. And I'm grateful for it every day. But I know you were saying, going back to saying you made the move before you had kids. Like myself and Bobby made a very similar move like that too. We lived in New York. I lived in New York for like seven years. And my husband lived out there. We met out in New York. And when we got engaged, you know, we were talking about getting married and got engaged. I said, you know, as much as I was like living my whole 20s, you know, sex in the city life out in New York with the girls, you know, it was great fun. We had so much fun. And, you know, when myself and Bobby, as I said, got engaged, I just said, look, my parents have offered, they wanted me home, obviously. And the eldest of four and they were like look if you want to come home and build a house and i was like well i've you know i've got to get married to this builder guy <laughs> i've got the land he's got the skills yeah. to build and um, i was like let's just go home we'd never have been it was the celtic tiger was here like you know when i was hearing about the prices that people were spending my friends were buying houses and getting 110 percent more so i was like i just could never afford that you know in ireland now we both left amazing jobs we were earning really great money out in america and we came home and literally like but we made that decision based on moving home to build a house having a family getting married quality of life yeah that was what what you could like we'd seen friends of ours live in new york get married have kids move out you know they were living in the city it's time to move out to the suburbs now we have kids and then all of a sudden they're like oh i'm from ireland my husband works in the city all day i have no family support out here yeah and i saw so many people their marriage breakdown, their their identity completely gone because they have to stay at home. They, you know, it was really hard to be working in the city, two people working in the city. You know, one person worked and one person stayed at home. And I just said, you know what, that I just don't want that to be me. I really want my family around me when I have kids and family. Or, you know, um, like a family of my own, I need that support system. Even though I was like 28, you know, and I was like living the life in New York. I was a forward thinker like that, you know, and I just always love, like every day I missed the beach, you know? Yeah. So I wanted to come home and do that. And we did it. We made the decision, but it took me two years to settle home. I was not happy at home for two years. I was like, what did I do? The cal- as soon as we landed, the boom was gone. Recession hit, you know? And I was, I was like, I was going back to New York. I was like, I'm just going to go back, you know, because I had a green card. So I was like, we've just made a mistake. We need to go home. But then I was like, no, do you know what? No, I can't. Like, it was like a Jekyll and Hyde kind of life for two years going, what did I do? But then I, it is, then summer would come along, you know what I mean? You'd be like, oh, look, we're out on the beach. It's great. So look, it's the best decision I did ever make. Absolutely. 100%. Now it took 10 years to get to, to the moment of being, you know, like it took us 10 years to build a house and get a mortgage because we couldn't get a mortgage because of our jobs and Bobby was a builder and self-employed and all that kind of stuff and every every door we wanted to get through when we moved home we just felt like it was shutting our face we found, found Ireland very like shut no 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 whereas in America everything's like yeah you want it you got it you know work hard and you'll get whatever the hell you want you know yeah. and in Ireland it's just not like that um and I just felt it was real like closed doors closed doors but as I said I just kept opening the doors myself. 
and just say, not taking no for an answer, you know, like we got refused planning permission like three times. We got told no for a mortgage three times, but I just kept going back and back and wrecking people's heads. No, I'm not going anywhere. I did not leave up my job in America and my good, you know, career to be told no all the time. So I said, open that door, open that door, knock, knock, knock. I'm still here. <laughs> so yeah, look, it was like great to eventually get to where we wanted to be but it just took a lot longer to get there if you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. and, and that mortgage process god I, like, don't even like get me started we just you know what we did again the doors were just cut banging down banging down banging down no 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 Oh, we were getting offered stupid things like 90 90 grand mortgage like what can you buy or build for 90 grand in Dublin like yeah. do you know what I mean you can even get a, a shoebox for that but um Look, we just said, you know what? We've got our money saved. We had money saved from America. We had our wedding money, which we never touched. We had a good bit of savings. And Bobby's like, let's just flip and build a house. Let's just build it. Like, we've got the planning permission now after six or seven years. Let's just build a bloody house. I was like, do you know what? You're dead right. So we started building it. And we was like, if it takes us 10 years to build it, sure, look, we'll be mortgage free. We got to roof level and the bank came out and had a look. And they were like, oh, okay. So you've gotten this far without us. All right. Okay. Well, we'll give you such and such an amount. And we were like, grand, that's all we need. Because we've, you know what I mean? And that was just an amazing, um, yeah, an amazing, like, you know, just don't take no for an answer. Just do what you got to do to get where you want to get. And when people throw, you know, curveballs in your face, you just got to keep kind of fighting through those curveballs. So it's lot, lots of life lessons learned. <laughs> but as well, like for, for me listening to you, it's kind of like, you've such resilience um when you're when you're faced with kind of i suppose bumps along the road that you've you know you have you know you've discussed your mental health but and i I can totally get that as well but as well you come you've this amazing strength to come out the other side of it yeah um and that's something I, I presume you've kind of learned or trained yourself to be able to do that yeah like I, I I just I always use other people to help me get through it like I'm a real social network type person I love networking I love I have loads of different groups of friends and I just love different activities that I do and my friend group from different activities and I just use the support of people my GP my counselor it's human contact and human interaction that helps me do you know what I mean? That's just my personality. Some people are introverts and they deal with things different ways. Um, and I think even extroverts are, are introverts in some way as well. Like, do you know what I mean? I like to kind of just hide myself away sometimes every now and again. But I use people. I use human contact to help me get through something. And it could be a professional, like I said, my GP, my best friend, my mother, my husband. It's always a human that's helping me get through that, you know? Um. And that, that is actually, I didn't even know what resilience meant until I started going for my counselling. And my counsellor always says, in every counselling session we, we do, he's like, you're one of the most resilient people I've ever met. You know, like I started going for counselling after losing Oshin, I'd say within two or three weeks. And he was like, most people would be like six months down the line deciding that they need counselling there and then. And I said, geez, when I came out of the hospital after losing Oshin, I was like, I need to go for counselling. I need somebody to help me. I need somebody with the skills to give me the coping mechanisms to help me cope and deal with this, you know? So that's what I do. I use human contact and human people to help me get through and make me more resilient and help me get through a dark time or a tough time. And you know what? Grief comes in waves. Life comes in waves. Anxiety comes in waves. You could be fine one day. You could be 
awful the next. You can be fine one week. You, I was fine for six months there. I was grand. I, I had nothing, no anxiety. I was like, God, I must be cured now. And then I had a really bad few weeks there a few weeks ago. And I openly spoke about it because I know that it's going to help. I, as I said, I use human contact and human people to help me. So, you know, me going on and speaking on my Instagram might help other people. Yeah. And you it's know? the awareness as well. Like you're obviously self-aware, you know, you can feel it or you can kind of go, mm, this yeah. isn't right. And so you've got that awareness. Yeah. And, then... and I said that to my husband after I lost Oshin because he'd never like he obviously knows me as a human person but he doesn't know me as a human who's lost a baby mm -hmm. and is going through a really tough time and I said that to him and my mother straight away I said if I'm not talking and if I'm going quiet you know there's something wrong yeah so you know please if you do see me in that in that going down that route please pull me out of it yeah I'm actually gonna get emotional now <sighs> yeah because I had two cho two paths to choose I had that path of just going down into a negative negative spot and I chose to go down the positive not even it's not even a positive route so to say it's more of being an open route you know yeah to, because you do have two choices when you go through that trauma yeah left or right or one path or another path and you get to choose what path you go down yeah and it's it... and I think I chose the right one <laughs> you know there's been plenty of times in my life where I've chosen the wrong one but I chose I've learned lessons in life, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you had two pregnancies after losing Oshin. Um, yeah. So that must have been a huge strain on your mental health, like that fear again of yeah. losing. Well, so I, my first pregnancy, after years of trying to get pregnant, my first pregnancy finally got pregnant and I, I had an ectopic within a, about 10 weeks pregnant. And, you know, I'd finally, after years of doing pregnancy tests and seeing negatives, I'd finally gotten a positive. And then it all went haywire after that. But, you know, I came out of the ectopic and again, I got pregnant very quickly with Kyla, who's now five in, in August. And then I got pregnant very quickly after she was born. Like she was nine months old when I got pregnant with Oshin. And then I lost him at 23, 22, 22 weeks. Um, and then I got very pregnant very quickly again after losing with Senan and then I had Senan and um, I always say like I, each of my first pregnancies has been a loss so I've been I've been pregnant had a loss then I've had my rainbow baby then I've been pregnant had a loss and then I've had my rainbow baby so when I was pregnant with Ava I actually found that harder than being pregnant with Senan in some way because I was like I'm gonna lose this pregnancy because that's the way the route has gone so far yeah. so I had to pull myself out of that 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 frame of mind and that thinking is that you know what she's not she's gonna be my first baby that's not a rainbow baby and she was <laughs> and it all worked out well in the end you know yeah it's um i've spoken to you um like pregnancy loss such a it's such a difficult thing to go through but you know talking to someone like yourself and it's it's highlighting the tools that we can gain um through self-awareness and relying on others and asking for help of professionals and all of these tools that you can create your own little toolkit um, yeah. for all aspects of life from baby loss like you were saying of finding your path um in your in your career in your family life it's it's kind of looking you know creating a different um a set of tools that you can use day to day or when something massive like that happens to you that you can yeah. get through it yeah oh yeah <laughs> and a part of your 
life, which we haven't really touched on that much, is obviously um, your kind of Instagram, what used to be your Instagram name was Mum on the Run. Um, yes. Was holidaying. Yes, travel. Travel. And you've, I've, yeah. like, you've been to such amazing places. Um, this summer, obviously with our traveling, you are going to... We are going to a place I have never been. I've been to Fiji. I've been to New Zealand. I've been to Barbados. I've been to all over America. I've been all over Asia, whatever. Um, I'm going to Westport, County Mayo. And I, love, I, love <laughs> and I can't wait. Like, I absolutely cannot wait because I've always wanted to go there. But see, my family, we always holiday every August down in Ring in County Waterford. My family have had a house down there for God knows how many years. My family, my granddad started going there on holidays for 70 years. So that's where we would have always gone and never really traveled other parts of Ireland. So I would have gone as far as Cork and Kerry and Wexford and Waterford. But I've never been, and I have been to Galway City, but I've never been way out west, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like out in the wild Atlantic way or, um, I've never been to Mayo. So I'm just absolutely so excited to go to Westport because I heard it's amazing for families. It is. Yeah. And I've heard there's lovely beaches and there's like loads of off-beaten tracks and places to see and do. And now I'm like, we're only gone for six days. We should be gone for two weeks. <laughs> and I just had loads of people like message me saying, oh, you have to do this, you have to do that. And, you know, you kind of want to have a bit of chill day of time, but you just kind of want to see it all too. Um, but look, it's always going to be there, isn't it? It's never too far from home. So, yeah, that's where we're going this August. And definitely uh, this August. do the, um, the cycleway yes so there's a cycleway down in Dungarvan like where, yeah. where we have where we where, where Ring is uh, Dungarvan's our local town and the greenway there is gorgeous and there's loads for the kids to do and it's flat and there's playgrounds and stuff like that along the way and bars for the mum and dads and restaurants and all that um, so I've heard that the one in, in Westport is a little bit more rugged definitely is and it's yeah. a bit more hardcore so i'm like oh, oh I wouldn't say, <laughs> how do we do it with three kids <laughs> I, say it's I mean i did and i wouldn't cycle at all i hadn't been on a bike in years um i mean i don't think spinning really counts but um yeah like, <laughs> yeah. We, yeah we did it and i was a bit nervous i because i was like oh god um no it's it's more i'd actually describe it as more like rugged in that like I suppose the the ground is probably a bit more gravelly in parts. Um, yeah. There's one or two parts, you know, maybe a very avid cyclist could probably make a certain turn. Um, but for, for us, we just got out the bike and, you know, cycled up a little, little or walked, walked the bike up this like tiny, kind of like just a, a U-bend. Um, okay. The U-bend is on the hill. So it's just more rugged. Um, yeah. But, but I'd say the scenery oh, just looks yeah. amazing. So Ackle Island. Oh, yeah. Keen Bay, oh my God, I cannot wait to see these places. And you know what? <laughs> the weather better be good I because I just won't be, well, uh, do you know what? I don't even want to jinx it. I don't even want to talk about the weather right I now. <laughs> That's my fear that we're all going to be left out uh, of lockdown. Yeah, terrible. and actually I have friends that live in Mayo as well. They live in Belmullet. So we were, t she's from Dublin originally and she has two girls, Kyla and Ava as well. Oh, um, so I was like, It'd be great now. So we're going to kind of meet halfway on one of the nice beaches if it's a nice day or we'll meet up anyway, but they're real beach beach people and we're real beach people. So they'll know like how to show us around and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to to getting out to Mayo and seeing a part of the country that I've never seen before. It's all about the staycations all this year. Staycations. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Aoife, it's this time I have to ask you your final three uh, questions. Okay. So what would you tell your pregnant self? 
very tough question now because there's so many things and I'm probably going to like be like, oh, why didn't I say this? Why didn't I say that? Um, okay, this is something that I did do, but it's something that I always say to pregnant mums and especially I've said it in the last few weeks. I would recommend joining your local online roller coaster group. group. Just so you have a little space in the corner of the World Wide Web where there are people and moms that are going through the exact same thing as you. So you go onto rollercoaster.ie, whatever it is, and you'd go into the forum for your June month. So say it was like September 2020. Go into that month and you'll be in a little group with moms who are all having babies in September 2020. And you will be, you know, talking to those women at three o'clock in the morning when you're up feeding. You'll be, oh, I don't, you know, if you have any questions or any, you want to vent something, you know, and you can't ring your friends, your nor you know, your your home friends at three o'clock in the morning, or you know, they're they're just not going through the same thing as you. It's really important to connect with people that are going through the same thing as you, yeah. I find, when you're going through all that stuff and you have any questions or you just want to have a chat with people. Um, and like even my friend that actually lives in Belmullet, I've met her through my first um, pregnancy group on roller coaster and lots of other women. When I lost Oshin, those women were my savior. They just saved me so much. Like, you know, because I could just go online and be like, oh, girls, like I have to do this and I don't want to do that. Or and any questions about your baby, too, like, you know, yeah. and that's it was just a support, a great support network. And I would highly recommend um, that to pregnant women. Um, and I would probably be completely lost or a completely different kind of mother if I didn't have that in my life, if you know now, what I mean. Because they built me up, supported me. It's having that online community is probably more important than ever. Um, well, it is now. That's why I'm saying, because yeah. there's no mom and baby groups that you can go to. No, and they're, you know? they're I mean, I, I have two girls that I met at a, at a mom and baby group and we're still so close. And uh, so the, the, the two of us now are pregnant again. Um, oh, and brilliant. it's just lovely because guarantee yeah. you whatever you're going through they've either gone through it well that's it they've gone through it, or they're going yeah. through it with you and it's very easy to um be on that like wavelength with people you know because as i said you have your friends your home friends and your family and your cousins and all that but they might not have the same age baby born in the same month as you the baby could be six months older or two years older and you know it's just, I, I find it a great support for me. And I'm in three baby groups now with, you know, <laughs> Kyla Senan and uh, Ava. And I find now, that because I'm on Ava and she's my third, I can just, you know, help out the new mums a little bit more. Not that you're giving advice and, you know, you're not, I'd, I'd hate to be one of these preachy kind of do it this way, do it that way. It's more like, you know, if somebody has an answer like or a question and they're just, you know, what do I do? Um, my baby's crying in the middle of the night or whatever. You know, you yeah. can just say, you know, you can just help. It's just help. It's not telling people what to do or anything like that. And I think a few people are a little bit like, oh, I don't want to join any of those groups because it could be a bit judgy or I don't really like, you know, all this kind of stuff. But the support is immense. That's all I can say. And if you're not happy in it, just leave it. Exactly. No strain. Yeah. If you're not into it, that's fine. But just try it because I guarantee you're going to get so much great support and so much help. Um, on those long days when you're tired and you've had no sleep. <laughs> you'd feel like you'd pulling your hair out. <laughs> and what one product could you not live without? Product. Product. Oh, God. See, I'm on the spot here. But again, this is actually, and I know you were saying it doesn't have to be a product. It could be something like, you know, it could be anything. It could be a person. Um, again, it goes back to me using human contact to help me through the things. And again, I found my local breastfeeding group. Amazing. 
they meet once a week on a Thursday to get out of the house and have a cup of coffee. Like I know it's great having the online groups as well, but if you have a lo- local mom and toddler, mom and baby group or um, breastfeeding group, just if you know that they meet on a Thursday at 11 o'clock, you know, I'll just be like, right, that's it. I'm going to get out and have a cup of coffee. Baby will be sleeping. I'll be able to chat, you know, have a few chats with people because your friends are in work and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, and our local breastfeeding group, sorry, just so people know, just because it's called the local breastfeeding group, just because you're breast, you're, you might not be breastfeeding your child, you can still go. No one's going to say, you don't breastfeed your child, get out of here. There's plenty of moms in my local one anyway that the public health nurses run yeah. that don't breastfeed their babies. And they go for the support and the coffee. And it's just an hour. And actually, sometimes we just go for lunch afterwards too. So why not? Get out and enjoy your maternity leave as much as you can. I know it's really hard right now. And there is none of those baby groups. And there is none of that support network around. But look, it'll all be back soon. Yeah, it will. It will be. And I and Alice, they're a brilliant, just for the chats. Just for the the human contact. Because you can be stuck in your home. Especially if you live in a more rural area. You know, I'd really encourage people that don't see people and can't walk out the door of their house and see people walking towards them, you know, and they don't see humans on a everyday level. Get out and go for that hour. Go into tent, even if it's not a mom and baby group, get out of the house and go for a cup of coffee in your local coffee shop or sit out somewhere where you can people watch. Do you know what I mean? And you'd be surprised even if you, obviously now the restaurants and stuff will be opening back in, uh, up in end of June. Um, Oh yeah. You'd be surprised the bringing a little baby to a coffee shop I guarantee there'll be another mum there whose eyes will be wandering around looking for someone to just acknowledge and kind of go because she's been stuck inside for the last few months with her new little baby she wants to get out and show it to the world (laughs) you know she'll just be in the exact same position as you yeah and go up and say hello and absolutely I've totally encouraged that Don't be, don't be afraid nobody's going to be mean no, to you absolutely not when not. you have a baby in your hands no. no one's going to be mean to a woman with a baby in her hands <laughs> and what has been your magic moment i would have to say it was bringing ava home from the hospital to my home opening that door and having the two other kids there and just sitting at the kitchen table like i have this round kitchen table that sits six people and i just remember after losing Oshin going it's just going to be me, Bobby and Kyla. As in, I don't want to sound ungrateful saying that. I was like, I always felt like he should have a place at our table. Mm-hmm. And then just sitting at the table and having myself, Bobby, Kyla, Senan and Ava now for dinner. And just just having the laughter of kids in the house. There's a lot of screams. There's a lot of shouting. There's a lot of cries and a lot of tantrums. But sitting down and bringing Ava home and having that, I just finally felt, wow, this is what I always really dreamt of forget about all the career and all that other stuff this is what I dreamt of is having a kid kids in my house with laughter and sitting at a kitchen table and that was my magic moment <laughs> there's been plenty of them but that was one that just stands yeah, out that's you know and I, I can I suppose it's something like I look forward to doing you know adding another laugh or another voice to the house yeah. and kind of just having your fan like kind of going yeah this is this is us now this is this is yeah. our unit yeah this is our unit exactly this is my tribe Siva <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining me today I've absolutely and thank you so much for you. having me I had lovely chats I really enjoyed it um, and um, it's been an absolute pleasure thank you Thank you for listening for today's episode of From Unkind. If you've enjoyed it, please rate, review and subscribe. If you'd like to send a message, please email fromunkind at gmail.com or find me on Instagram. And see you on the next episode of the podcast.